Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 695 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the same duo of James Dean Raider, the wolf of Moscow, as they call him. He has a giant wolf on his shirt. And Ben Funky Askren, who's no wolf at all. He's all man. What's going on? Um, hmm, not much. Ready to talk about some wrestling? Got I got you know I know you guys got who's number one. Unfortunately, planned AW duels the same weekend, so I've been uh, busy making sure all the details are handled with that and that everything's good to go. And I think we're ready to roll. I think uh, all the issues are worked out. It should be fun. We have sixteen teams competing this weekend from the Midwest. Uh, yeah, it's great. Good. Sounds awesome. Uh. Wanted to start today with, well, I actually thought about yesterday um, making this a topic, the, uh, the the forfeits out of out of the World Team Trials, when guys lose and then they forfeit out, because Tony Ramos had tweeted something about it, and mm. thought it was interesting, and then Gilman, th- these, two, uh, these two actually agree on something, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny, ironic, but, but Thomas Gilman... Uh, Went to his blog and basically, I love a good Thomas Gilman blog. He's a great blogger, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and he he said basically he calls out the the guys that forfeit out and he says you know Kurt he used a John Wayne quote courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyways. He says that adversity reveals your true character, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously there's there's a few wrestlers you see um, forfeit out and I don't my, my main thing. The thing I find interesting about forfeiting out is why at the the senior level is our professional ranks, right? This is the these are the mm-hmm. pros. Their their profession is to compete. And I'm not judging it. I'm just making a a factual observation that there are more forfeits in the professional ranks of wrestling than there are in high school or collegiate. And I don't yeah. quite understand that that part of it. You don't see these kind of forfeits at the division 1 level. I don't think you see them uh, like this in high school where you lose on the top side and then you just call it a day. That is just an observation. There's no judgment in that. I do find it to be a, a strange fact about our sport that the professionals yeah. quit the competition when the younger kids don't. So in one way, um, and Gilman's sort kind of angle here is like the example you said is what the kids are going to end up doing right and he says kids are terrible at taking advice but they're great at following examples so he's saying that you know 
this is going to trickle down. Or maybe not. Or maybe he's like, when these guys are senior level athletes, they're going to end up forfeiting out of competition. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this, Ben. Um, uh, well, I mean, just, just so no one goes back and looks back, I forfeited out twice, one of which was an injury in the 2007, 2007 US Open, I think. And then 2010 World Trials, that was when I was fighting in Bellator and wrestling. And I was going to have to wrestle my teammate at the time, Nick Marable. I knew I was completely retired from wrestling at that point after I lost in semifinals. I figured, hey, why don't I give him a chance to make the world team so he'll have that stipend? I don't want, I'm not going to accept it if I were to get it. Um, so, yeah, so I let Nick Marable beat me by forfeit. And then uh, that's it. So, uh, I mean, here's the thing. It's like an Alec Pantelio situation where there's broken ribs. There's yeah. There are absolutely those things happening in here. And I think it, at the senior level, for sure, I, I don't want to say guys are more injury prone, but by the time they're this old, they're banged up more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, it's not, all, it's not all of them for sure, right? But a lot of them um, are pushing through some sort of injuries to get to these competitions because they're super important. When we're talking about the world team trials and the Olympic team trials. And there's nothing after this. Like, so if they, if they you know, take, say, sixth place instead of fourth place or something, um, they don't see a huge benefit. So I definitely see why they do it. It is as a spectator and it, as a commentator, it's really annoying because we would like to see some of those matches. Uh, at the high school level, I think it's, it's rarely seen because these kids are still working towards college scholarships and they know it's going to look really terrible on them if they just forfeit out. So I think that's why we don't see it there. Um, yeah, I'd like to see less of it, but I understand it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone like, Pantaleo with his ribs, Imar, his wife literally had a baby while he was gone and flying back. I, you know, I don't think anyone's thinking that, that they had a choice, yeah. right? Injuries can prohibit you and be, not being, it was probably tough enough for Imar just trying to compete while his wife was, yeah. you know, in labor. But um, he, I mean, he was literally, she was in labor while he was competing. Like he was getting. That's crazy, te- huh? Coach Pendleton was like, "Yeah, I had to, I had to get his phone and just like keep the focus because obviously his mind is was elsewhere." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I think it's an it's an interesting conversation. There are some you know guys that I mean, Jordan. I mean, I don't I don't think Jordan Oliver will be upset. And if he is, I mean, it's, it's kind of he's forfeited out of many many tournaments when he's not in the finals. It's kind of yeah. there's, so there's I mean, different things going on here. Jordan he doesn't win, so he's I've seen. Even going back to, I think, the 2014 Open, I remember, you know, losing the semis, then he's gone. Yeah. That's so, uh, that. That's one where it's like when they, when they do it every single time, that gets like, it gets to be annoying, you know. But then, then I mean, then again, I guess what, his argument would be, well, what's my, what's my plus side of wrestling yeah. on the back side? What's my plus side? The USA stipend, to my knowledge, um, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but for third the third place person, it's like $250 a month. Which is, I don't want to say nothing, but almost we'll just say that's almost nothing. Well, Ben, you know the, yeah, I guess so. But what it's I, almost what, nothing, Christian, for real. You knock out, you can knock out a, a solid cell phone bill with that. Hey, I would say I think I mean I, that's something. Hold on, that's uh for the, for a lot of these guys, and this is we've tried the pro wrestling thing many times, and it still doesn't work. And one of the reasons is because their their camp rates are so high, so they say like, uh, hey, I can make. $5,000 on a weekend or $3,000 on a weekend 
why would I go compete professionally? Well, that probably also applies to this. Is like, oh, I'm going to be on the national team for a whole year to make $3,000. I make that in a weekend. Yeah, or their coaches tell them to say no to $20,000 or $30,000, as we've encountered here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that has happened with Because they're, they, they, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting topic, and um, I kind of understand. I mean, when there's no incentive, they don't, they don't see an incentive, so whatever. It's their, it's their choice to, to not compete. Um, so I mean, okay. Aspect. I guess two questions. Two questions. Do you care enough to to change it? And if you were to want to change it, what would you do to make it different? I don't think there's anything you can do to to change it, really. I mean, well, if third place was worth fifty thousand dollars, yeah, yeah. I mean, so should USA Wrestling pony up more money for a third place so that what we get four more matches? I mean, we're we're literally for these trials we're talking about seven eight matches maybe we did that didn't happen and yeah if you're usa maybe you're like i don't want to incentive i just we just want the people that want to get third right makes you appreciate yeah. those guys mm-hmm. all the all the more yeah yeah so i i don't think there's anything to uh I, there's nothing usa can do there's nothing it's yeah. it's really on the athletes if they do or don't want to and um yeah i kind of get it but i you know you end up with some interesting storylines like NATO wrestles back for third at Olympic trials, and he's a little more on our radar. And then look with that. He, he ends up making the finals here. And certainly uh, a big conversation is uh, Carter Starachi after he place, places third beating Jason Nolf. And maybe we can just go there now. Was, uh, was there any forfeit? I, I have our forfeit in that bracket. Was there any L- other forfeit? Lujan forfeited. Who beat Starachi mm, yeah. on yes. the front side. So that would be one like where did he have an injury? I know he lost a tooth. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he lost a tooth. He lost a tooth. But you almost wonder on that one, like, is there another injury? Because he would be someone who is – so when I think, like, he's someone that's super young in this game, and if mm-hmm. he does take a, a third or a fourth, it's probably going to get him more recognition in USA Wrestling. I know USA Wrestling does, I believe, pay for some of their travel internationally. So if you finish higher, they're more likely to take you. I think they're there. So he'd be someone who's super young, whereas, like, you know, Jordan Oliver or the older guys, they're already established, so the, the benefit of them taking third or fourth is just not really there. Someone like Taylor Lujan, I feel like, almost had to have been injured. He just doesn't seem like a guy that would just yeah. – st- for the reasons you're kind of outlying, but also just like his mentality, I don't think I see him yes. as a guy just um, leaving the tournament because he can't He's win. He's a hard it. hat and lunch pill guy. Hard yeah. hat lunch pill, vintage. You know one other thing I was thinking about uh, driving in here? So – what a lot of these guys struggle with, I think, is after you can't win, you can't make the team, it's like the you have, they have a hard time getting back up for it, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you kind of avoid that down performance, which could really be maybe psychologically inhibiting or, or whatever. If you go out there and you lose to someone that you shouldn't lose to or you wouldn't maybe normally lose to, that yeah. maybe that can have a, a long-term effect. And I was thinking about Jordan – when he lost in Rio, and then he wrestles back, but I mean, not really, right? Like not it was really. like whoever yeah. that was, just like it was not Jordan, the Jordan we'd ever seen, even an injured Jordan, even uh, against a Kyle Dake Jordan at, at the Olympic Trials Finals. Like that was a, just a different sort of thing, and I think that kind of shows, you know what? I mean, it's nothing we haven't seen. It's yeah. like NCAA. One of the big also- stories on the backside is like. This guy smoked this guy who was the one seed, but it's like these yeah. guys get but, hot and 
yeah. But then there's also the the team aspect of the NCAAs, which is gigantic. And, yes. You know, I mean, it is a really huge accomplishment to be called an all NCAA All American. And then you know, the, the Olympics is actually one where there is an incentive to wrestle back because being an Olympic bronze medalist, and maybe once you're a gold medalist, it doesn't feel the same. I think was what Jordan would say. Yeah. But. Man, there's a there's a to say. I wish I could say I had an Olympic medal. I don't got one, Christian. I would wrestle my ass off if I got to wrestle back. You know, yeah. I mean, saying you're an Olympic medalist is a really big deal. No, no doubt. And I, I think, I mean, I think Jordan. And in the, when we see those guys wrestle back and not do well, it's not because they're not. I don't know what it. I mean, I don't know. I'm no sports psychologist, but they they want to yeah. get up for it. But like sometimes the body just doesn't respond. Yes, and, sure. For someone like Begsod, his motivation's at an all-time high because he's got an opportunity to to win an Olympic yeah. bronze. But anyway, interesting. Th- Thomas Gilman, always thought-provoking, smart guy. Can't wait to watch him at Worlds. Uh, okay, Carter Storacci beat Jason Nolf. I did not expect this. Really, I expected. I mean, we we all kind of thought, hey, he could go on a run. JD was as bold to say, hey, he'll beat Imar. And make yeah. the semis to against Ringer, so we're all pretty bullish on Starachi. But going into that match against Nolf, after watching how good Nolf looked against JB, good. I thought, no, probably probably not. Right? I think Nolf would be yeah. one, maybe a little big brother, but two, he's clearly just wrestling really well, also. But yeah, that wasn't the case. As he uh, got the like, I think we have the clip of the the final takedown that. Or is the exposure here for Yeah, this Starachi. is the first takedown. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, did you were you able to watch this, Ben? Uh, no, I, I didn't catch this one. But, I mean, I think the other thing is is Nolf is not actually going to be uh, 79, right? He's uh, I got to assume that Nolf's going to go down to 74 and stay there permanently. You know, the biggest he wrestled in college was 157. So there is a little size advantage. Obviously, there's a familiar, familiarity and, and style. That they're you know they wrestle the same place they probably know each other that type of thing, um, yeah. So I this for this result wasn't all that shocking to me. Really, I mean, not shocking. Really, shock, I mean, I was I mean, yeah, I was surprised. I mean, no, oh, Nolf I, couldn't Nolf couldn't get the generate much offense against him. That did surprise me. Who does? I mean, who does generate a lot of offense against Carter Starocki? Well, no, we've only nobody. seen him against college guys. Well, but even, yeah, I mean, Luhan, uh, I believe, scored two of his three takedowns defensively. Mm-hmm. I think there was yes. two tips, yeah. and I think there was maybe one takedown in there. I Definitely did watch a counter that match. loss, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Starachi's hard to get to. Starachi, Starachi. You haven't dinged me, so I must not be all that bad. Uh, you keep the forgetting bell, the, bell. the bells over there. I gotta get but, the bell. Uh, but honestly, so who has the. Who has the got good offense against Sirachi and the answer is almost nobody is very solid from a basic defensive standpoint so he shut out Marsteller um Wick got I think one or two takedowns but score was 8-4 final it was so and he and I watched this match and I think Sirachi was up big and Wick got one at the end of the first and I think he got one later in the second you know but it wasn't all that close um and then obviously Martinez defaulted yeah I mean he's going to be a, a really he could be our rep at 79 in a couple of years. I mean, he's probably the biggest threat to unseat Jordan Burroughs. And if it, it's not him, then who do you say it is? is uh, obviously, we talked about, I think, not a great matchup. I think Deringer's probably going to be the solid number two. So, Strachey's got to beat him to get to Burroughs. 
And Carter had a, an interesting tweet after the competition. Uh, he said, God gives me everything. Always love to compete. Grateful for the opportunity on making my first world team. Mission not accomplished. No celebration for third place. I will assess everything and improve. Make no mistake, I am the best in the world. King emoji, gorilla emoji. I don't know if I like, I, I don't love the tweet because I don't like when, and listen, I, I, from a mental standpoint, I love it. If I was his coach, I'd be like, yeah, let's get it, Carter. Uh, but from a, from a fan perspective, listen, you just, I'm, I'm sorry, Carter, you just took third place. You're not the best in the world yet. May, may you be sometime in the future. Ab, you might absolutely be. And I love the attitude. Keep, keep working hard, but you're just not there yet. So if you could just please a couple of words, I will be the best in the world. Ah, yes. So he was, uh, I thought that was one of the bigger backside stories along with Carter Young, who I think we talked about a little we yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those yeah. were, you know, that no, no one really forfeited out of uh, 61 well, except one, one guy, one uh, Cologne. And Cologne was hurt. Cologne, yeah. Hurt. Yeah. So we didn't actually have that many fake forfeits, or I don't know what you want to call them, you know, forfeits in which someone was not actually hurt. I mean, Suriano on the backside. Suriano was apparently, Wait. there's an injury there. Because he wrestled on the backside first. He didn't he wrestled right away. first day, not the second day. Right. Correct. Yeah, he wrestled against Shelton Mack, and then he forfeited the next match. Nate Jackson um, forfeited out. Um, he even had a – I think he even addressed it. He's like, I don't know anyone, any uh, wrestling back or anything like that. Basically. What did he say? Yeah, I'll find it. Um, do you think any of the yeah. Nolf had to do with it being on the backside, the Nolf Strachi match? Not really. No. It was Not a really. down performance. I, I, I just think, yeah. I just think Starachi's really good. Yeah. He's really good. That's, yeah. I mean, I think it's. So where do you put Luhan then? He's really oh, good I th- also. I, th- yeah. I would put, I put Luhan, I'll say it. I'll put him behind Carter, even though he beat him. <laughs> if, if, if there's another <laughs> meeting, him. if there's another meeting, I would take, I would take, probably take Carter. Cause I think luhan's always going to be really good at the counter game but carter will figure it out and be able to finish he was able to get to his legs i i take that i think that is a more sustainable long term if you look at the arc is is better than being someone that's countering that is relying on counters not that so luhan is just counter reliant but he was in that match yeah yeah so um I mean, if we, when you think about it, too, I think Noel goes back to 74 and is kind of permanent 74. I think Imar probably should go back to 74. No um, way. Never going to happen. And, and, well, the other thing I, I see, man, I see him just kind of saying, hey, I'm done and I want to coach it, it pretty soon. I mean, that, that's what it feels like with him. It doesn't feel like he's all in on this anymore. Wick is going back to 74. So when you're thinking of the top guys who are going to challenge at 79 over the next couple of years, Luhan and Starachi – are both really young. They're probably still going to improve. Uh, I think they'll be two of the regular top, we'll say top five guys here. You know, obviously Aaron Burroughs and Deeringer, but I think Strachi and, and Luhan are at 79 to stay, and they're going to be highly competitive over the next couple of years. See, I don't know about um, – I feel like Nolf looks really good at, at 79. I mean, I did, I did not think he looked small. I thought he looked big and strong at the weight. I really did. Maybe I mean seventy four might make sense because it's just going to be him and Dake really. Um, if Burrow stays up, and you know Imar, I think is going to stay up. Daringer's never going to come back down to seventy four again. It's like I can imagine. It's like 
Dake, Nolf, Wick. I mean, now we've got Keegan O'Toole is going to be coming. Uh, Makai Lewis will be in there. But you would think. Do you think Makai will bump up or no? No. Because well, he's wrestling college at 174, right? Yes. Then maybe maybe he does try 70, uh, 79. But I, feel, I still think for two days he can he can do 163 and a half. Well, it's, yeah. it's just doing it the whole year, Kenny. And will he be able to stay down there? I don't know because he is a big dude. The, the weigh-in procedure, obviously, is the same now. So, you know, when you look at the rest of the guys at 65 or 74, like Cameron, uh, Labriola, Romero, like, I don't know, maybe um, I, I just don't see, like, Cameron, I don't really see wanting to stay around all that much. Labriola has had some decent success in freestyle, but he's another guy where I'm like, eh, you know, hasn't competed all that often. Romero, same thing. So, you know, these guys, I don't know how much time they'll spend. So I think, yeah, when we're looking at younger guys for 79, I think those are two of the main guys would be uh, Wuhan and Strachi. Got it. Um, okay, got the Nate Jackson tweet here. I found it. Um, he he says, I came up short. Yeah. I put a whole lot into this past year. My semifinal performance did not exemplify my best. Sam disappointed is an understatement. Crushed. I'm fully aware that my goal this year is out of reach. I love to compete. I do it every day. It makes me me. However, I did not want to wrestle back for the next best thing. I've wrestled a lot, and I owed it to myself to get it done where I wanted to in the finals. I don't know anyone in my camp or out anything because I pour everything out of myself every day. I'm no less having not competed on the second day for a consolation prize. Much respect to my opponents. Much love for my wife, who's always honest with me and my performances. Much love for Reese for this incredible year of growth. Much love for Princeton for providing me with what I need to continue to evaluate. Thank you, partners, for getting me sharp. I will be back. So I, I don't disagree with him at all here. Um, he, you know, he actually has he has competed more than anyone. I think that's factual. Literally, but mathematically it's like, accurate. <laughs> factual. So, but what does he gain for wrestling back to third? And this is this is where I come back to when there's no benefit. It's gonna people are gonna not really want to do it all that bad. And so it's like, okay, two more matches. Does he really benefit from getting more matches? He's already had so many matches. Monetarily, there's not really an incentive. And so really, at, you know, and this is probably what Thomas Gilman is saying, and the point that he would argue is it's just going to come down to, are you going to have a standard that I will compete no matter what, no matter how, you know, how far back in the bracket I am or how short I am, will I compete no matter what? And if you're not going to have that standard, then there's not really uh, a point to it. And sometimes those standards can be um, counterproductive at times. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not a guy that needs mat time for sure. You also get mm-hmm. mat time to perform at the world team trials. Like that's right. your peak. And then when you don't reach yeah. the summit, it's kind of like, yeah. Pointless. So oh. I get it, but it's always nice to actually see guys wrestle back, but no, no question. Understandable. All right. So let's take a little closer look at some of these brackets. Um, do we want to go, do we want to look a little more closely at sixty one? Were there any stories within there? I mean, we didn't really talk about um, NATO beating up Cologne really badly. That who yeah. Cologne had a thirteen twelve against Nishan Garrett, which is basically the most predictable <laughs> score of all time. So, yes, so predictable. There's such a disaster. Cologne got so tired in that match. Very but tired. Held on. Very tired. Yeah. Um. I, I brought up, I don't know if there's much to talk about. Like, Nato was just way better than Joe Cologne. Beat him in every single position. 
it was just it was kind of domination, you know. Um, so I feel like we kind of hit it all. We really talked about that fix over Seth Gross. That was, I think, I, I really say shocking. I, I did not see that coming. I picked Seth Gross to win. I feel like an idiot. Um, yeah, well, that was that was really impressive. Yeah, very very impressive. And then the Graf win was close, but not yeah. Graf was never really close to scoring either. Graf um, looked about like I thought he would. Yeah, I thought he looked good. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the other two most shocking results in this bracket for me are the last two for Carter Young. Carter Young over Tyler Graff and then Carter Young over Seth Gross. Those were – I don't know who would have picked those. I, you guys definitely didn't. I didn't. No, no. I don't think anyone did. But no uh, that was really impressive. He put up 24 points against Tyler Graff and Seth Gross. Holy crap. I mean, scoring 10 on – I mean, you would think – honestly, him beating Nashawn is like you, – you just would expect – a young guy, he's not like the the height of his physical maturity. You'd think Nashawn would just run him over quickly. Seriously. Like, I mean, he's probably never wrestled anyone with that kind of speed. I wouldn't think. And no. he did give up eight points, but he scored 10, which is kind yeah. of like that's the Nashawn uh, kryptonite is that he gives up an exuberant amount of points, like yes. way too many. So Exuberant. Yeah, I don't even know if that's <laughs> a word, right? That's a, uh, then, a great word. Then – um. Soriano three one over Shelton Max. Soriano just did not have a ton of offense for this for this bracket. And uh, Soriano never has a ton of offense ever. Yeah, but you, yeah, um, I mean he showed more. I thought it overseas. I did think he looked small. I thought he'd look the same size as everyone. Considering, I thought he looked when he wrestled Dayton at the, in the one thirty three NCAA finals. I thought they looked to be about the same size, and. I thought Dayton looked so not that they wrestled each other, but I thought Dayton looked significantly bigger, bigger uh, than than I thought Nick did. Yeah, hmm. and, you know, part of that maybe he was holding fifty seven. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, Soriano or Soriano, um, Dayton would have made fifty seven kg probably within a month after that match. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. So he's probably smaller. That's a good point. Okay, yeah. 65. There's not much to talk about other than Yanni and Joey because there's only like a couple other opponents in there. 70 wrestlebacks. Let's look at this. Um, what all happened here? So, Brayton Lee lost to Berger 5 5. Then Berger advanced. 11 0 win for Zane over Berger. I thought Berger was going to beat Deacon. And then he just fell. I don't know if we talked about this match, but he just he kind of he fell off a cliff, and and Deacon yeah. ran him down. It was like I don't know if it was six two or eight two. It was pretty lopsided, and then just Deacon wore him out, which I did not expect. Yeah, I agree. That was People that was forget, pretty shocking. Tyler really freaking good. He looked awesome. I, I got <clears throat> he was like um, warming up all like the the day before, right? Practicing him and Chenzo. I thought he looked. Really freaking good. And he looked really good against Deacon until he got tired. And then he just, you know, everyone knows how that goes I, when you get tired. I don't feel like he's got much of a history of gassing. I, no. mean, I remember his matches at, like, didn't he have a couple real barn burns at 157 with um, uh, Michael Kemmerer when he was there? They they had some battles for sure. They were like overtime matches and stuff. I don't ever recall him getting tired. So that was, that was like something I don't feel like we've seen before. Well, one of the reasons I was a little bearish on Berger was he's in this. I, th- I think he's in somewhat of a transition from 
um, where he was to get into Stanford, and I don't know how, um, you know, concrete his training situation has been, how consistent yeah. he's been able to be as he's making that move. Yeah. So, you know, I think that could be a factor, and maybe that contributed to it more than, than anything else. That would be speculation, but possible. Yeah, yeah definitely possible. Um, okay, so that was 70. I mean, we didn't really talk too much about – Taylor getting injured. Yeah. So it now I thought I, I will I wanted to see how that match would have ended healthy. But I also felt at the moment when when he got injured, like it was starting to trend the other way. Pre injury. Yeah. It seemed like four four Deacon Light on criteria. Yeah. He sucker jogged him real nice oh for the first gosh. takedown. That was sick. I was like, my mm-hmm. gracious. I mean Pantelio is super, super good. Um, but yeah, you can't do nothing with a with a rib rib injury like that. Yeah, he, he tried. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of think Deacon was going to win that match outright, but we'll never know, unfortunately. But Deacon looked good, man. He he had the first match won against Green, and then once you lose once you lose a match, you should win. It's really tough to yeah to ba- to balance it's like wrestling back. on the backside, especially with like it's one thing. I don't know why I felt. Completely opposite, but when Yanni lost to Joey, I felt okay. He'll he'll figure it out and he'll respond. But when Deacon lost to Green, I was like, "That's it. That was his shot." Um, yeah. And I guess it's just because I think Green's better than Ryan, all things considered, and I think Yanni's better than Joey, all things considered. I guess that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, there's also two like that. I mean, I don't want to say he, Deacon's an upstart, but it's like you're this newer guy that's trying to take out an established guy and you got to get that little jump on him. And once, once green had one in the bag, it's like, well, now you have to beat him two in a row. Literally. Like, yeah, I, I felt the same way as you did. Do you think Zane's... And you had him in a great situation too? Yes, you did. Do yeah. you think Zane's window to, to make a world team is, is passed? Well, he, he did make one. Uh, I know his window, yeah. but you know, to continue making Ozen. it. He stays at 70. Uh, I'm not picking him. And I don't know if he can do. It's it's tough to see a scenario. I mean, he's going to have to go back down if he stays through the Olympics. He can't go up to 74. No, I don't think so. I think he would. Like, he's he, only 26, though. I just looked it up. I, it's not, but I I don't think it's the age. It's, it feels older. It's not the age. It's like the. This is the period of time you would expect him to be. This is this is the other thing. Yeah. The a lot of lot of discussion about folk style freestyle, but man, he was at his absolute freestyle apex seemingly when he was wrestling folk style, when he was training folk style for whatever that means. That's when he made yeah. the team, and that's when he was closest. And he, you know, he lost to Joy McKenna this year at trials. I kind of wrote that off as wait, and I picked I picked Zane to make this team right, and now yeah. I really thought going up we would see ridiculous pace, high offense, high output, and against Jordan I didn't see it. He's not he tried, at all. It's hard. It's it's going to be hard for Zane to win calculated chess matches like that. Yeah, he's a smart wrestler, but these guys, these he's not dynamic enough. He's not right. I think he's yeah. if he's not hard paced, super physical, beat you up, to break your will, it's going to be yeah. tough for him. And that's where you think of a you think of a, a, 
like I mean the pro the prototypes on his team, right? So I mean essentially what you're saying about Zane, which I, I, I feel to be true, is he's not a super explosive athlete. And he's he's a good athlete, but not super explosive, right? So you need to go to that next thing, which is like David Taylor is always creating this hand fighting flurries, scrambles, and he's winning them. And and he's and in the process of winning them, he's gassing people out. And so that's probably what the path to victory or the path the path to being really, really, really good looks like for Zane Rutherford. And he has not been able to do that. Yeah, I, I really expected a different perform. I mean, obviously I did. I picked him to win. I expected a different performance from Zane. And now, I mean, third is, is su- super respectable. But James looks, I mean, James looks significantly better than Jordan. Jordan beat Zane. Uh, and I, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's just a tough, it's tough way to, it's, it's crazy to think about. He's maybe he's one of the five or six greatest college wrestlers of all time, like kind of without yeah. question. And not that it doesn't translate to freestyle, because it does and it has. He's made, he has he's made, made teams. I mean, he he's, has made two world teams. Yeah. Right? So he's really good. But um, it's just that next level is not always available to these guys. Whereas someone like Ryan Deacon, who may never win a world uh, uh Maybe never win NCAs. James well, Green never won well, NCAs. Well. What are you wowing? Well, don't say Ryan. James Green's the example you're looking yeah, James for. Ryan Green. Deacon has not yet made a world team. Zane's Zane has made two of them. So uh, I don't want to. I mean, and this is don't. If it's not a coach of me, it's like, hey man, if you're freaking uh, Zane Rutherford, um, it. It's right there. Like you're not all that far off. The difference mm-hmm. between someone who's as good as Zane and being the best in the world, and honestly, in some days it might be being in the right spot in the bracket. But there's probably a few strategical adjustments that he needs to make in order to get there. And like I said, I think David Taylor would be a great example. Um, and so Zane and Jason have not been able to make these jumps. And you know, maybe you say maybe David was more dynamic, which is which is definitely possible. But it, if we're looking at just strictly college careers, he wasn't that much more dynamic by a long shot. It would be by a little bit. So I think these guys can, you know, that's the style they need to implement and they just haven't been able to get it going for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how easy is that style to implement? I, I mean, I mean, the, the counter argument to what I'm saying would be a size argument, right? That it's going to be much more difficult at, um, you know, 70 and 74 versus, Versus 86, people get less athletic as you get larger. That's just a fact. Um, yeah. So that's a LeBron so James. Be, what? That, that the bigger you get, the less athletic you are. That's that's just that is it's it's so obvious. Anyone would argue that is is uh, they're denying reality. That's why Muggsy Bogues is the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That is very funny. Well, especially in wrestling, because in wrestling, the and then especially in America, the greatest athletes uh, of two hundred pounds and larger are most likely being compensated much more well somewhere else. That indeed, that is true. Indeed, so that would be the argument to, as to why David Stiller, David's style works better at a six than it could at seventy four or seventy. But there's just something, yeah, and I don't know. Obviously, I'm sure listen, they got the, one of the greatest minds in the sport, Kale Sanders, is working on the problem and. Um, so I, I don't know why it's not clicking for them. Well, and I, I wonder, you know, you're saying David was able to move up. He's more athletic. I, I think if he could have actually, no, like, I'm saying he's not, he's only slightly more athletic, but it, it, 
people at 86 are less athletic. Yeah, I know. I Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I think if he was a true 74, which he wasn't, he was too big for 74 kilograms, I yeah. think maybe we could have seen something like this. Now, would he have been able to – Dake Possible, may have just for sure. always been in his way, but uh, I think I think we could have seen a similar sort of performance. Mm-hmm. Like – you shrink David Taylor down to 74 and just pretend in this fake world he can make that functionally. And you enter him at the Olympic Games, I think there's a good chance he wins. I don't. I think he beats a, um, the Belarusian and Chimizo and even potentially Sitikov. So if you want to go transitive property, uh, Yazdani won it that way in 2016. That is, a, that is a great point. I should have just went to that first, but I didn't even think about that. So thank you, J.D. But you know, I always, you know, I I'm always very dismissive of that Olympic title because I'm like, uh, Godoyev totally bled out. Anyone who's, dominating who's that any, match. anyone who's dismissive of an Olympic title is kind of a dick. <laughs> well, that's, that's a fair point. That's certainly been said. But you know, I'm I was always like, I don't know. Yes. Like, I think if you wrestle that, you know, ten times, I think sure. maybe Yazdani wins a couple. You look at the bracket; his side was like amazing. Godoyev, there's a lot of really good guys on the top side. So. Um, you know what I mean. It was okay, not I the toughest you. Olympic gold of all time. No. No, but it was good. Okay. Next up. Um, talked about 70. I don't know how we got to that, but there we went. Oh, yeah, from Zane to David. Zane David to Yazdani. Yazdani yeah. to... Uh, that always goes back to Diaperhead. To Diaperhead Godoyev. All right. 79. <laughs> this was full of uh, fire. It was... Pretty one-sided win for Ringer over Imar. I don't know if we talked about that match. What w- was interesting to me was Ringer's 3-1 win over McFadden. That was far closer than I would have anticipated. Agreed. Because then I think McFadden, what happened? He didn't do well. Time? He lost to Starachi or Lula No, he lost to Mickey, Mickey O'Malley. He got teched. He lost to Mickey O'Malley. Mickey O'Malley. The off- you know what we haven't discussed yet? Oh, uh, what? The bet you lost. What did I lose? Down- Pat Downey. <laughs> what was the bet? I don't well, know. What, it was, what do it was... I owe you? I'm a man of my word. I'll actually pay up. I actually I just don't want to do anything. I don't remember. I have anything. no idea what it was. It was probably a push-up bet because, you know, obviously I was not all that sure. I, I think I just wanted to antagonize you that day. Yeah. It was um, – yeah, Downey. Did he even get on the scale? Did he even try – I have no. I mean, I was not there. I don't think he was. Pat Downey even in Omaha. He might have been in Omaha. This tournament was in Lincoln. I do not think he was in Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) No one saw him in Lincoln. No, I just stayed Omaha. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that's probably why they put him at the 13th seed. USA was just like, this dude ain't coming. Why are we talking? Why are we even like factoring this in? Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, no Downey. Um, hmm. anybody in the chat remembers to bet speak up yeah what was it it was I think well I think I haven't technically won because it was oh, he has yeah. to do an MMA fight will he oh, which before. will happen first will he will he wrestle at 79 kilograms or do an MMA fight so I could still win because he could go enter some rando tournament at 79 what if he did just to spite me in this bet for like push ups <laughs> don't put it past him that would be funny. I would yes. die laughing. Okay, so that was uh, 79 on the backside. We already talked about Starachi beating Nolf, which was 
fantastic win. Um, Strachi got the forfeit over Imar, which is a match I w- really would have wanted to see, but Imar was on a plane back to Oregon yeah. at that point. But Strachi beating Wick is pretty, pretty impressive. Wick is a really freaking good freestyler. Yes. He's another guy, though, that is, he's, I couldn't imagine him not going back to 74. He's too short. <laughs> the, but Starachi also beat Marsteller, who gave Burroughs a very good match. Yeah. Like, I thought Marsteller looked really, really good. 7-0. That's, a, that's an impressive result. So, all in for Starachi entering all these competitions. I hope, yeah. I mean, I, ho- I hope Penn State actually brings their full squad to, like, the U.S. Open trials next year. Because there's a bunch of other guys who'd be interesting. So, Nick Lee would have been very interesting. Uh, Roman Bravo Young obviously has the last win over Dayton Fix. He would be interesting. Kirk Fleet would be interesting. There's a bunch of other guys that they have that they chose not to wrestle who I think would have made the brackets more interesting. I hope they all show up next year. Me too. Me too. Sweet. I think we'll see him more as as time okay. time goes on. All right. Also at 92, we talked about Trent Hidley. If we haven't talked about his run, he went we through. We talked about it. We, we did, but the names, he beat Jack Jessen, okay, Scotty Boykin, fine. Miles Martin, wow. Drew Foster, wow. Very strong. Yeah. He's a good um, freestyler. So my question, go ahead. Well, I'm wondering, he looks big for the weight. He's a big person. Is he going to mm-hmm. be a, a staying at 184? It seems like that's probably the plan, but he's also big. Yeah, because actually Isaac Trumbull – Got a win over Tim Dudley first round. I don't know if you saw that. I did he see that. He then got texted 21 Tira. seconds. Trumbull's good. Um, yeah, I guess my other question, my other thought in this bracket is like, how many of these dudes stay up at 92 as opposed to going down to 86? Because you can hear where um, 86 and 97 were out of the picture, so everyone converged. Not everyone, right? Because like, say, Zahid Valencia just decided not to compete. Uh, everyone else converged on 92. Um does Hydley go back down to 86? Or does he stay here? Foster, another guy that had a pretty damn good tournament. Maybe he stays up here. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I think, man, it's tough. It, you really should just wrestle where you feel best because you're either going to have to go through David Taylor or Jaden Cox. And probably statistically, yeah. you're just these guys are about the same likelihood to beat those. So it's just wrestle where you feel your best, right? It's not like a, I don't know, there's really not many vulnerable spots in team USA, but you know, you go the weight that has the best chance of winning, but for a lot of these guys, there's not, I think, I think Foster's probably a true 86 kilo guy for sure. Okay. And then 125, not a ton of heat here, except Hayden Zilmer won't stop growing and making national teams. It's one of his favorite. How old is he now? Regardless of style. Regardless of style. He beat Don Bradley twice. Uh, he beat Ty Walls. He's being like full grown uh, heavyweights. Yeah, he, he was com- he was competitive with Mason Paris. That's what concerned me, and that's when I, my my first alarms went up. And then the guys tried to be like, "No, no, Hayden's really good." I'm like, "I know he's really good, but Mason Paris, he's gonna win a world title and beat Gwiz. He's going to need to not have close yeah. matches with Hayden Zilmer, who is a 97 kilo guy, Correct. no matter what." Yeah. And he did not. He did not. It was like, I mean, it's one thing if you can't score a lot of points on Hayden. It's another if he's scoring points on you, which he scored four points on Mason Paris. 
I had my yeah. alarms raised. Then after the first period, I was like, it's not, it's not happening. Yeah. How many points right. were even we're... scored on Gwiz this tournament? Because he went, he went 10-0, 9-0, and then let me go to two out of three. He won three points. Three 6-0, 10-3. So he gave up three points in yeah. four matches. That's really that's pretty good. Only got scored on in one match. That's a good sign. Dang. All right. Do we want to talk about – oh, we have a – where do you want to go, James? Do we want to talk a little Dayton Abiskadze? Yeah, we can do that. So we're going to start taking a look at the competition – Overseas, we're gonna do a little scouting on behalf of Coach Sadik. You know, he had asked oh. us. He he wants our keen eye on these things. What, Ben? Your man John Kozak also made me bring him on the show. He said that sixty-one seventy we're gonna be we're gonna be better than fifty-seven and seventy-four. I believe is the tweet he put out, which I found to be very fascinating, and I would love to hear his opinion. So, can we maybe bring him on tomorrow for that? We can bring him on tomorrow. Uh, we can Sweet. do that if he's not going to. Depends when he leaves for who's number one. They might be leaving early in the morning. Okay. Well, it okay. depends. Maybe we'll get him a call in. If not, then certainly next Tuesday he can come on and talk okay. about it. So a name you're going to hear a lot about is Russia's Abiskazi Magomedov. This guy is someone who people like Kozak. Um, I was talking with actually Mark Perry. I was like, this dude is is phenomenal. He's one of their best. He's like, He thinks he could have beaten Rashidov. He thinks if they... He could have been if they if he could make fifty seven he could have beaten Nagoyev. What do you mean by he thinks? Is he posting this on Instagram or where, where are we seeing this information? I, t- I talked to him in a face to face conversation. You don't speak Russian. I said Mark Perry. Oh, Mark Perry. Oh, got it. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay. Mark Perry is like who is like an. Mark Perry doesn't Russian. speak Russian though. What is he talking about? What? I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Ben. He he's he's uh, giving oh, me you his said opinion. Mark Perry said, oh, okay. I sorry, I'm sorry, I missed a word. I thought you said Avocadzi thinks that he would do this, or Avocadzi thinks he would do that. Yours said Mark Perry. I got confused. Yes, sorry, yes. I'm an idiot. Avocadzi thinks that Mark Perry can win the Olympics. Got it. <laughs> um, so, um, I forget what I was saying. A lot of people have a very so, high Avocadzi opinion of this guy, but he's not someone that's really super well-known to American wrestling fans because he hasn't gone up against uh, Americans at the senior level. He wasn't on the Olympic team, so he's still relatively obscure for now. But I think he is going to become a, a pretty, if not a household name, someone that we're talking about a lot. So he won the 2020 World Cup, which was like kind of the UWW's <clears throat> the fake, worlds. fake world championships. But they were real, but, you know, we didn't go and – wasn't as good, but he's really good. It was still a competitive tournament. He hasn't lost. Destrobots seven zero. Yes, Destrobots is very good. He's pinned Gilman. His last loss was twenty twenty Uregan to Bogomolov. Bogomolov, very good wrestler, um, world medalist. Dang. He teched Yolas Bon Rodriguez in uh, a German match. Impossible, impossible. Wow. Uh, he's beaten Takahashi and YBR, as, as Dayton just mentioned. He but. You American fans may remember his 2015 Cadet Worlds match against Dayton Dwayne Fix. And if you, it was a 2 2 lead, and we can play it, a 2 2 lead for Dayton Dwayne until. We've got all the highlights here to to show how he scored, too. So Dayton scored. I like this guy. Um, 
I find him to be a, a really fun watch because he's a he's a mix it up. He likes to get in there and just have exchanges and really wrestle. And I like that for Dayton. I think that's a good thing. Whereas someone like a Sajulayev sort of template or even an Ogoyev or where they just are really controlled, they wrestle really well positionally. That's that's a well one less entertaining, but two, it, I think that's a tougher matchup for Dayton. So here's two two twenty seconds to go here. If you're watching live, they're hand fighting. Dayton is engaged. Um, his they're like basically ear to ear. Dayton has good head position. They're circling in, and they give uh, um, a pretty abominable. Yeah, I don't length. know why they're saying Dayton's fleeing the hold here with short time. Like and I don't know if you had water there. They went caution yes. in one. It was so what? bad, Ben. Ben, it was so bad, so well, bad. Wait, they what? Get... Was... That just happened. That's what happens. They just decided Abiskazi wins at this one. This is twenty fifteen. Wait, was he? Was he not up on criteria? Was so Dayton, Dayton was two, up on criteria? Dayton was winning by criteria, oh, and they just. This is why we don't like international wrestling. There's just blatant cheating happening. Well, this was six years ago. This, I mean, this. That's not actually not that long, Christian. Well. I mean, look at the Olympics that we just had. It was a, things that things are improving, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they just decided that, that's that, abominable. Whoever that that is was just so absurd. I can't is, believe I just watched that. I don't remember it happening in real time. Maybe we couldn't watch the world's live at that point in time or something. Um, it was, yeah, it was prob- probably archive. Probably tougher. I think it might have been archive only. No, I think you could watch it live, but it was not easy. Um, and it was, that was very, it. somewhere very far away. But yeah, it was at the time. Wrestling Twitter was just like, what the heck? But there weren't a lot of people watching then compared to that now. So ridiculous. But yeah, that was really, really bad. So Dayton will have an opportunity to, to wrestle this guy. We have a we have a clip of him against uh, um, Gilman. You can just run through these while we're talking if you want, Tyler. It's just through the conveyor belt. Yeah. But he's super, super arm draggy. Loves to arm it's drag. His go-to setup. Definitely primary setup. Um, but he gives up points. He's a guy you can score on, right? Um, Gilman... Yeah. Got a four here. He took him down a couple times, but he's just really good in exchange. He's got really good length. He can get to legs consistently. And the matchup against Dayton, I kind of, I kind of like it uh, decently. You know, I'm cautiously optimistic in that this is the guy that's probably the favorite on paper to win worlds. And I like it that he's going to get in there and exchange with with Dayton because I think Dayton will. Be able to maybe get some counter stuff going against him. Um, that's how he actually, I think, scored on him in 2015, which is pretty close to ancient history. But at the same time, they were both really good then, and they're good now. Um, interesting note about Abiskadze. After he beat Dayton in Cadet Worlds, he went on to lose in the Cadet World Finals, which was sort of surprising at the time. But Really, his, to his, someone we know or no? Oh, yeah. Odaguro. Oh, God. Oh well, he's pretty good at wrestling. He's 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 pretty very good. <laughs> uh, so Gilman actually lost getting stepped over on a gut, and uh, this is your Regan, right? Yes. Um, he got stepped over on a gut and pinned by by yeah, Abbas Kadzi. I did notice that that, that that he wrestled fifty seven at that Regan. That's literally the only time he's wrestled fifty seven. He's been sixty one at everything else um, that I can That's- find. Partially why 61 um, will be so tough. A lot of guys are coming up um, from 57 because 57 sucks to make. And 
also at 65 and slightly at 57 too, a lot of the top guys aren't wrestling, possibly because of weight, maybe just because they want to break. But that's why 61 and 70 are going to be so tough because the number ones are going there because it's like for a lot of them, they didn't get to go to World Mm -hmm. or Olympics. So this is their time to, this is their Olympics, time to show out. Whereas the top guys at 65 are like, no, I got my Olympic medal or I didn't, whatever, but screw worlds. Um, And I noticed in one of these uh, brackets, I'm looking through uh, his results, he beat, he tech falled Hartunian. That was one of the guys at 57 you guys were really high on, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's good. So he's got some, yeah, man, these wins are really impressive. He can score a lot of points. You're not going to, if you try to win a a 3-0, 3-2, you're not going to. You're going to have to get, you have to probably put six, eight points up to to beat him. He's very good at pinning too, largely off of transitions. Um, I guess that's most pins in freestyle. Yeah, but it's not like he's not sticking in a near side cradle from top and taking over, but he is good at catching people on their back. Yeah. He's he's he is. He's no Keegan O'Toole. He's no Keegan <laughs> O'Toole. Keegan would pin this guy in a tilt. No problem. <laughs> but no, he's he's really fun to watch. He's certainly going to be a, a favorite to to win this weight. But man, uh, if it would have looked like uh, you know the Olympic trials at fifty seven, I'd be like, ah, we're we're probably in a little trouble here. But man, as as good as Dayton looked, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic and i really feel like he can meddle but you know the world the world is good and as kozak mentioned it's going to be a really really tough tournament nice. uh at 61 but yeah you should watch some more of this guy because he's i think you'll you'll if like you're just listening to this we've been playing highlights this whole time so you can go back and watch watch it on the website if you just want to see some Abbas highlights. Yeah, there's tons of YouTube matches of him. You can... We have quite a few on our site, actually. We have probably like 15 matches of him on our website. There you go. Flow Wrestling. Forget YouTube. They're just going to censor us anyways. They don't want to hear what we're about to say. <laughs> the truth bombs we're about to drop. Okay, let's get to some questions. This is fun. I hope uh, I want to do like kind of a similar sort of analysis for our uh, potential Russian opponents. And same for Japan on the on the women's side as well. So, so wait, one for one question for um, Russian operative JD. Yes. Um, so you told us yesterday. I said, "Hey, the Russians are partying," and then you said, "Nope, they're in training camp." Mm-hmm. When you have this Russian lineup on here, uh, fifty-seven is not their normal guy. Sixty-five is not their normal guy. Seventy-four is not the guy that was at the Olympics. So. Correct. Maybe they are partying. Oh, they party. Uh, actually, those guys are still at camp, too. You got a GPS tracker on the whole Russian team. <laughs> I just, like, follow them on Instagram. <laughs> no, you don't, dude. You're there. You're there. You're flying in international. We Russian know what you're up to. Every day, Austin to Moscow direct. Man, that's, that's a heck of a team, so- but I, I respect the hustle. <laughs> If they don't bring, if they don't bring those, if they don't bring Sitikov, Rashidov, and Ukev, man, we're, we're gonna take these dudes out. We're gonna take them out. We're winning. I wish they were going full strength, but you know what? I'm saying this is full strength because who you send is who you, you are offering. That's who you got. Yeah, it's the absolutely. best the world has to offer. That's what I'll say. Okay, I want to do. Um, how fun. would you rank all ten weights by likelihood of bringing back a medal? This is a surefire way to irritate some people, um, particularly the people. Oh, yeah. 
Um, who is our most likely guy to bring home a medal? David, I, Taylor. I have, David Taylor, I believe, is the clear number one. Um, how about number two? I think I, have, I think this one's sort Jayden. of obvious. Who? Jaden. Oh, I was going to say Kyle. Um, Snyder. Probably Kyle Frederick Snyder. Jayden. I'll say Kyle. Well, there's two, I, there's two, there are two very good Kyles on this team. So when you say Kyle, I don't right. know which one you mean. You're right. Jaden actually might be yeah. more likely than David because, yes, Donnie will be there. And actually, I don't know seeding at 86. Maybe they have to be opposite sides. But if they, they somehow do. got on the same side and then, yes, Donnie lost. Listen. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. I would obviously pick David to beat yes, Donnie. Well, no, no. Here's why it's David. And not Jaden lost at ninety two in not, Poland not so long ago. David Taylor hasn't lost at eighty six since Jaden in twenty seventeen. Yeah, what, twenty. Yeah, that's that's a real stat. Twenty seventeen. That's near, like ancient history. We shouldn't even count that, according to you. Uh, why not? What do you mean? I was messing with you because I said the twenty fifteen match, and you're like, "That's oh. ancient history." Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, so really he's never lost at 86 because you have to go back so far, it's ancient history, and it doesn't even count. So I think it's David. Um, yes. And this is what I was talking about is, you know, we're going to irritate some people. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully don't listen to – these guys shouldn't listen to the show, but yeah, they do. Um, David, the, I say Snyder. Just like the guy goes every year, gets a medal. Not that Jaden hasn't, but – yeah. I, I think, think Jaden, because well, 92 is not going to be as good as 97 historically, correct? Yeah. So it's Jaden or or Kyle. What Snyder. about JB? How good is 79? Well, the thing is, Cuddy Mega Madoff will be there. The Belarusian. That tech take, he's going it's up. 74? Oh, he's going up. He's going up. So then, but outside of that, uh, it it will. I think it will largely be Burroughs. Wait, Man, so I, hold on. If Caddy Megamedov and Sitikov are not at 74, doesn't that make Dake like yeah, number one? Exactly. Who could beat him? Yes. Chimizo, maybe. Chimizo certainly can. I mean, I'll say, okay, here are these five Taylor, Jaden, Snyder, Dake, JB. All have very good chances. I mean, the, 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 the difference in their medal percentages is very, is n- nearly negligible. I and think largely depends on draw. Largely draw dependent, which we won't know till that day. So, yeah. but I, I mean, I think, yeah, man, I just feel like with um, with David. So, like, okay, so if something were to happen in some of the other weight classes, and and Jaden just lost, so I guess we'll include him in this. But if he had not, I would not. Who the hell is gonna beat David? I mean, the only one. There's only one person with even a chance, and that's Yazdani. No one else has proved they're in the same ballpark. So if we're to say the best chance is to medal, medal. David's like 100%. Even if you were to lose to Yazdan, he still gets a medal. So David's at 100%. It's 100%. Actually, we were going to order him a medal and just send it to him <laughs> right now. You don't know which color yet. I have an idea. Well, I got a good idea too. We, we, <laughs> didn't, say the, we didn't say the chances to win right now. We're saying the chances to medal. There's yes. not two guys in that bracket that can beat David Taylor. Absolutely not. And that's why he's the number one. To me for for sure for sure um and i feel like i don't while i'm not 100 percent positive on the field at 74 i think it's going to be tougher than than 86 i think that's probably true i kind of feel similarly about 79 uh, yeah 
Just we just saw eighty six. Eighty yeah. Yeah. So um then our other so our world team is Gilman, Dayton, Yanni. Okay. So now I feel like there's a top five and a bottom five. And the top five medalists most likely are in some order David Taylor, Jaden Cox, Kyle Snyder, Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs, in some order. Those okay. five, yeah. I'm saying if they don't medal, something catastrophic has happened. The, the percentage of them individually to all medal is, is very close to 100%. Okay. So there, we're getting five medals, so at least. Now, where it gets tough is Green, Dayton, Gilman, Gwiz, Yanni. How do who's you? La- who's last place? James? Because uh, 70 and 60 months is really hard, right? 70 is really tough. He, 125 is going to be 65. tough, too. Is it the curse of one of 65 kg? We I, haven't got him there. Listen, James got two medals. I'm himself. an idiot. I pick Yanni to win almost. Every, I can't remember the last thing I picked Yanni to not win. Um, I just I just pick him to win things. Uh, I th- I think I feel very confident that Yanni medals. Super confident. He can definitely win worlds, and I feel very, very confident he's going to medal. Yeah. I just believe that. I don't know if he's more likely than, like, Wiz. I think Gilman's going to medal again. I think Gilman's probably our sixth. He just did it. He's Ooh, wrestling great. Really? And the, fi- the field's not going to be as good. Agoyev's okay. not going to be there. The guy that beat him's not going to be there. Who's going to be there? Um, because he killed those dudes in the wrestlebacks. But 57 is generally tough, but now you guys are saying no one's showing up there. Because yeah, like I, I I think about uh, man sixty one Dayton looks so good and the heavyweight Quiz just I mean Quiz has already medaled previously and he looked so freaking good at against Mason Paris like oh, man but the are we, are we gonna get ten medals are we gonna get no. ten medals no, Come no, on, no. don't be a hater we're getting ten medals I'm Mister America I I root for You're not Mister America. You're not calling I didn't say I'm I was Captain America. I'm Mr. America. I'm Mr. American. Hey, dude, speaking of my homerism right now, do we have any correspondence yet? Did we hire anybody? Correspondence? What do you mean, correspondence? Well, oh, I no. thought we were getting like an Oklahoma State correspondent and an Iowa correspondent. Those are those are TBD. Okay. Um, I'd love to have some preseason reports on how uh, the Iowa guys are running the stadium and whatnot. Yeah, all right. I'll see what we can do. Um so I I think I actually Gwiz may be towards the least because all right are you pick he just got he got destroyed by Zare right if Gino and yeah. Taha are there and they they're distributed they needed to be distributed in such a way that he doesn't have to beat two of them I'm sorry one of them one of them to medal yeah. so you need what you need is Gino Taha uh, on opposite sides and Zare on one side and then he and opposite of Zare. Yeah. So now we're that's what I think he needs to medal because I don't think he can beat Taha or Gino or Zare just based on past results. Yeah. The past. So that to me makes him he and Green towards the bottom even though they're the two guys that have done it. Remember Green hasn't medaled since 17? Right, despite being on the team in eighteen and nineteen, 17. fifteen and seventeen medal. So it's weird putting Dayton and Yanni ahead of Green and Gwiz, and maybe that is straight up stupid. 
And that is uh, definitely something I've been accused of being before. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? I think it's very, I mean, well, a large part of what's going to dictate this is how the bracket falls. So that, that makes it really difficult. And then, like me, maybe I'm educated, uneducated here, but I don't know if you know. I don't know what the full field is. I can't look at it and say these 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 four guys are a problem. I mean, heavyweight, we kind of have a really good idea, but I don't have that idea at 70, 70 or sixty one. Mm-hmm. I think James is more likely than uh, Dayton. You do? Yeah. Uh, Dayton looked really freaking good at. World Team Trial is probably the best we've ever seen him. Um, and maybe that should change things. But I, I think 61 is just going to be a little bit deeper. And going off of James' past success, that's the way. Here's what I would say. like I, I think Wiz's shot to metal is probably, I would say, 50-50. Right? And if he's the lowest, if our lowest guy is 50-50, that's pretty – pretty dang good yeah, right because it's just a matter of is Zari on his side or not his side and that will maybe determine it um, so I think the bottom five is some combination of probably Quiz maybe might be lower than 50 15 maybe I'm going Gilman Yanni Green Dayton Gwiz as my like the final five um, I think Gilman is kind of a clear sixth, and then Yanni Green sure. Dayton Gwiz is pretty tough pretty tough to determine um. Next question. So, well, no, you go ahead. I'll get mine. Yeah. Um. So for my, did you do inter- most likely to medal first? Mm-hmm. Uh. So I'll go in these ten. I go. David. Um. Jordan. No. No, oh, not gosh. Jordan, because of the injury. Um, he's not injured. He's not injured at all. Uh, Kyle, Jaden, Jordan, um, Thomas. Wait, did you say two Kyles or one Kyle? I only heard one oh, Kyle. Oh, boy. I thought you had kind of had the Well, order. there are two Kyles. <laughs> there are two. You only said one. Did I only say one? Write it down and then read it. We'll go back. We'll come back to you. <laughs> I thought you had it. Right, I'll like... go fast. I'll go fast. I got 10 fingers too. So we'll go David, Jaden, Kyle, the smaller, Kyle, the larger, JB, all of which I think are close to 100%. Then I'm going to go. This is the tough part. I'm going to go Gilman, Yanni, Gwiz, mm-hmm. James, Dayton, and Dayton is last, but I think his chances, like you said, are right around 50%. I don't think we have anyone on our team where I'm like, that dude didn't get a medal. Like, yeah. I think there's a really good chance that all those people have a, a, a chance. Yes. I think my bottom five are the same. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, do do Uh from FRL is the best. We need an update on Caleb's practices, CP. How much of a daily struggle struggle is it to let him work through process as a youth wrestler? I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's been very, very good. Yeah, we had a very funny conversation yesterday. It was sort of related. The, the, conver- the, the talks in the car on the way back from practice are always very funny. So he's like, hey, when is uh, 
when is there going to be another Final X? Because he wants to go on the, the Final X road trip again. Yeah, I'm like, when's oh, there going to be another Final X? I know. I'm like, well, I think next year. I'm, hope, I'm hoping it'll be next year. He's like, well, can I come? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And then he's like, can Natalie come? Because they're, they're, they're pals. I'm like, that would be fun. Let's, let's do that. And he's, he's like, why do we have to wait so long for another trip? I want to do another trip. And I'm like, well, you have school and stuff. He's like, well, just homeschool us and, and let us drop out. And then I was <laughs> like, then I was like, I was like, Caleb. So he's very, they're both very smart. They're, they're good students, unlike me. I was like, Caleb, by the time you're in like sixth grade, I'm not, I won't even, you're going to know more than me. I'm not even going to teach you. And he goes, this is really funny. It's killed me. He's like, he's like, bro. And he says, bro, we, we call each other bro a lot. He's like, bro. He's like, you're supposed to learn this stuff and then like l- know it for life to help you in life. I was like, I, was yeah, like, I felt like dude. such an idiot. I was like, I was like, I know, buddy. I, I, I messed up a lot. I've not, I was not a very good student. I made a lot of mistakes with school. I was like, so you don't, I don't want you to do that. That was really funny. But he's made a, He's made a lot of improvements over the last year just by going to a lot of practices. So just keep him going consistently is really the thing. And I try to stay out of it as much as I can because I think that's the way to keep it fun because he puts a lot of pressure on himself as is. So you got to kind of – you got to be able to, like, read him, like, where mm-hmm. he's at if he's, like, open to talk about it or not. But it's fun. Natalie's loving it too. She, it's not as serious for her yet. But – um. Oh, it's been great. Oh, snap. The Big Ten uh, wrestling schedule just got released. Oh, my gosh. Oh! Wednesday news dump. <laughs> Wednesday news dump. That means tomorrow we're going to... Oh, no. It's getting released in 30 minutes, literally 15 minutes after the show. <laughs> That's okay. They tried. They they didn't quite news dump us because on Thursday we'll be able to talk about That's it. That's right. Um, there we go. Why didn't... I wonder... Uh, from Tommy Kuno, I wonder why RBY didn't compete at World Team Trials. Um... He may not be interested in freestyle, instead more focused on MMA. I don't know. Um, I think he's always been more folk style than freestyle, although he's made cadet world teams and he's entered freestyle tournaments in the past. Um, I think similar to like Nick Lee or Kirk Fleet or the entire Iowa team, they're focused on NCAAs, right? And the guys that wanted to go, like Carter, the, I think they let him go. I'm, feels like the... The kids could probably do what they wanted to do there. Um, yeah, I would have. I, I'm. La- this may sound stupid, but I think, I think Dayton is would would give him a lot of problems in freestyle. I think it'd be a big thing if he could yeah. get on top. Um, I don't know too much about RBY's parterre, but I know Dayton's parterre offense is very good. Gracious, it's it's really good. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I also know. Yanni had an in- or Yanni. Um, sorry, I read Yanni and said it. I meant Roman had an injury, and I think that was probably a setback too. So that was a freaking gnarly injury. He, I think he tweeted out some pictures. Let's see if I can. He had like it was like staff or something. Yeah, which uh. staff? Staff's bad. You ever had that, Ben? You know what? One time, this is so funny. I had staff one time, and uh, I was not even on the. I remember why I was on the math? I remember though. Uh, my wife blames it on I had a. Uh, I was uh, rolling around a disc golf course in some dirt. I think we're probably Mark Bader or something. She blames it on that. That sounds likely. Dang, that is nasty. <laughs> yeah. Bro, his leg. Put it on. I want to see now. Put it on the, put it on the it, screen. It's coming. It's coming. It's tore up from the floor up. That looks terrible, Roman. Ugh. That's bad. Staff, staff's no joke. Um, so, yeah, someone asked how fixed versus Roman goes in freestyle. I mean – 
Roman's just got to keep it to a straight takedown battle, and well, that's, ba- that's what the uh, NCA match wound up being. That's the other thing, obviously, win. is is uh, he he can use uh, can we blow that up? That picture doesn't look no. so bad. Is no, it one? gets it gets worse. It's oh, perfect. bring it over. Oh, yeah, bring it over. Yeah, we can show it. Oh God! Oh, puke! Oh, this man's got to take care of himself. Oh, they Ooh. cut it out. Oh God! Uh, let's get back to wrestling. <laughs> are you? Uh, hey, are you a squeamish guy? I don't, I don't like this stuff. I don't like this stuff at all. Um, well, I don't like it. Dane would be able to use pressure on the edge, which is something that would probably benefit him. Yes, no, no doubt. Um. But I want to see that match. You know, actually, one thing I know, I know we're super high on Dayton right now, but he lost in the last in the last year, so we cannot call it ancient history. He lost to both Roman Bravo Young and he lost to Vito Arujao, who both were not in the field, but maybe were, they were eligible for the field. I also think he looked a lot better than he had than he did when he wrestled those two. Hundred percent. Um, he yeah, he talked a better. little bit about it in his post match interview. Said. He had gotten away from some of his motion and his offense and footwork and stuff like that. And I guess he didn't really say what kind of brought it back to him, but uh, that he feels like he's kind of gotten it back a little bit. Yeah. All right. From some point today, if Sitikov sits, as as has been rumored, and Kadi Magomedov goes up, as has been rumored, does JB have a chance to grab a 79 title that is more valuable than this year's 74 title? Considering Kagimata Madoff beat Dake and Chimizo, who are now favorites at 74. That win would be huge. Um, the thing is, Kagimata Madoff has had up-and-down performances, so if Jordan doesn't beat him and Kadi loses to someone else and then Jordan beats them, that's going to kind of get lost in like translation, I guess. I, th- I think... It- in terms of perception, I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be like, wow, 79 was just a gauntlet compared to 74. Yeah. I think it'll be something. What I'll think is if Jordan wins this weight through Kadi Magomedov, I'll think, okay, at 79, this is still very much a competitive, competitive thing. Whereas, yeah. not that it wasn't competitive at 74, but it wasn't like, just Jordan just didn't have give himself any opportunities. He just didn't look himself. Whereas I think, hey, if they do this match at 79, it's probably – Pretty freaking interesting. Um, So I think it's just more solidifying that Jordan is super world-class and like one of the best and the best walking the planet at any weight. Plus, and that's the thing, in 20, 30 years when people are going back and looking at the history books, they'll see he did it across multiple weights. Mm -hmm. They they won't say, because I don't think Kadamega Madoff is going to go on and be A a legend. So that won't be the feather in his cap. The feather in his cap will be that he went up a weight and still won. Yeah. Um, and the, lo- the longevity, too. If, yeah, you, longevity. if you have 10 years between your first world title and another one, that's insane. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the longevity will be an interesting thing. Um, um, one more, and then we will, we will depart. I'll, I'll, I'll just read this one. This is not a question. Yanni didn't up. even slightly hold McKenna on his back. I'm with you, EJ. <laughs> Listen, yeah, if you want to argue with one of the guys who created the most wrestling moves in the last 20 years and Yanni, oh. who is brilliant, you guys could be there, but you're likely wrong. There was, it, whether you guys could feel it and see it or not, Joey McKenna did not want to stay on his back as long as he did. He wanted to get back to his belly. He was that is to do so. Now, correct. it was not quite long enough to 
warrant two points, as I said, but there was definitely what I said happened. What happened? I agree with you. Take it up with EJ, bro. EJ Maybe he's invented some moves and he just doesn't want to, you know, brag about it. <laughs> um, go eat your tacos. Go now yeah. next. Now, now, now next week, I'm going to need you guys to tell the front office scheduling that the taco day is going to be Thursday, not Wednesday. And we're going to have to schedule taco eating for Thursday after I'm on the show. We'll get you some tacos. No doubt about it. Um, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking big 10 schedule and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, we've got, we got to eat tacos. We have a, we have an assembly right now going on. You probably, I don't know if you can hear it, but, uh, can't hear it. We got meetings. Well, that's good. Um, They'll be distracting for everyone. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you to Tyler for producing. Thank you for our Russian correspondent, J.D. Raider, Ben Funky Askren. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Have a good Wednesday. Bye.